Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. Are you easily going to be manipulated by the enemy in order that you do not what is pleasing to God, but what is in fulfillment of the desires of the devil? You see, whenever someone makes a decision, what is in my best interest? I want to hold on to things of this world. I want to keep my status in society. Whenever we think that way, we will easily be manipulated by the devil. And the good example of that is Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate knew that Yeshua, and I'm speaking about Jesus of Nazareth, that he was a righteous man. We saw last week that his helpmate, his wife, she had a dream, and she knew that this dream was not just some ordinary dream. This dream tormented her, she confessed, and she sent word to her husband, do not have anything to do, and what did she call Yeshua? With this righteous one. So Pontius Pilate, he was confronted with the fact that Yeshua was righteous. The text says that he knew that it was because of jealousy or envy that they were bringing him to Pontius Pilate. And even though Pontius Pilate knew the right thing to do was to set him free, and he wanted to do that, and he had the power to do that, but in order to keep his position and the status and the benefits that went along with it from this world, Pontius Pilate made a horrible decision, one that he will regret for all of eternity. So if you don't want to make poor decisions, if you don't want to be manipulated by the enemy, if you don't want to be a servant of Satan, then realize you need to respond, obey, submit to the revelation of God's word, being led by the spirit and making God-pleasing decisions. Whenever we seek to please self, we will be serving the enemy and be doing those things which will eventually bring shame to us. Well, with that said, take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Matthew and chapter 27. The book of Matthew and chapter 27. Now, in this section, we've seen something. We've seen that Yeshua has been sent, bound, as though he is a dangerous criminal. He has been sent bound to the Roman authority. And ultimately, that Roman authority in Jerusalem is that governor that we all know, Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate, he was doubted for many centuries as being a real person. The fact that nothing was ever found concerning Pontius Pilate by any of the archaeologists caused individuals to doubt the authority 
the accuracy of, of the word of God. But in a place called Caesarea, they found a, a plaque that says that Pontius Pilate did indeed exist, that he dedicated a building in Caesarea, and it had that inscription that included his name upon it. So there's no question now. We should never have had a question because this book is full of truth. This book is perfectly accurate. It is historically correct. And sometimes it just takes the historians, the archaeologists time to catch up with the biblical truth. So Pontius Pilate, he existed. He was that governor. He was serving under the, the influence of the Romans in Israel. And therefore, he had to make a decision. And we saw last week, he made that decision. First, in another gospel, we read that he had Yeshua flogged, that is, beaten in a very barbaric, a very torturous way, in order to encourage the, the leadership of the Jewish people to end this matter at that time, that such a punishment was sufficient. But that didn't sway those leaders. They wanted to use crucifixion, Yeshua's crucifixion, as a way to discourage anyone as a, a deterrent that anyone would follow after Messiah and believed his words and would follow in obedience to what the word of God revealed. So let's pick up. Matthew chapter 7, we see that Pontius Pilate has given the command that Yeshua be crucified. And therefore, we read in chapter 27, verse 27, then the soldiers of the governor. Now, the ones who arrested Yeshua, who transferred him from the hands of the Sanhedrin to Pontius Pilate and the Roman authorities, they were the soldiers that were under the authority of the high priests. At that time, a man by the name of Caiaphas. But now, because Yeshua has been turned over to the Roman authorities, we have a different term being used. And these soldiers, as verse 27 says, look again. Then the soldiers of the governor. These were the direct soldiers that were under the command of Pontius Pilate. And it says that, that after taking Yeshua into Judgment Hall. So now he's no longer before the Sanhedrin. He is no longer at the compound of Caiaphas, the high priest. He is at a place for judgment. And that judgment is known as Judgment Hall, the Praetorium. And what we see here is he's there, and what's going to happen? Well, keep reading. We see that the whole battalion or, or guard. Now, this is a word that speaks about a, a group of soldiers. Many times, some of the old English translations will use the phrase cohort, but it simply means a battalion. A, a, a group of soldiers that are assigned for a specific task, one that had been, been put forth for a purpose. So we read here 
that it was this, this battalion that had gathered concerning him for this purpose. And what did they do? Well, notice, not only were they going to crucify him, but this is most significant. We're going to see how they wanted to shame him, make him an object of ridicule. And that's what's going to happen. It shows the world's total inability and unwillingness to acknowledge Yeshua as the Son of God. It is to emphasize to the reader how the world has rejected him. Let me ask you a question. What about you? Are you rejecting him? And listen to this carefully. If you are not submitting to his words of instruction, and I'm not just talking about his words of instruction in the Gospels or what the apostles said, but all of God's revelation because he is God. And when you reject, ignore, do not obey the words of Scripture, you are heading for eternal shame. And that judgment is never going to come to an end. There is nothing more serious, more important to you, whether you realize it or not, than the Word of God and receiving that Word, submitting to that Word, implementing that word into your life, applying it to every decision that you make. The problem is Pontius Pilate, he didn't care about God. He didn't care about truth. He didn't care about justice for one who is righteous. What did he care about? His own position in the world. What he could get from this world. And sadly, that describes many people. They are out for themselves. They make decisions that they think serve their own personal, personal interests. And when you do that, the outcome is going to be disastrous. If not in this world, certainly in the age to come. When you go and stand before God, remember what the scripture says. It is appointed unto man, that is all humanity, male and female alike, it is appointed for you and for me to die once. And after that, there's going to be the judgment. Are you prepared for that judgment? Pontius Pilate and the way that he was thinking, the decisions that he was making, we see that it will lead. They led to a disastrous future for him, not just for a season, but for all eternity so this battalion of soldiers look at verse 28 we read that that they removed they they took off and the implication is they undressed him and they placed upon him a scarlet robe now usually scarlet is thought of and isaiah chapter 1 is the proof text for this we see that there's a connection between scarlet and sin and when they placed that scarlet robe upon him, we should learn something theologically. And what is that? The Bible says that, that Yeshua, Jesus Christ, never, ever, ever sinned. This righteous one was without sin. But the scripture says, on your behalf, my behalf, the behalf of all humanity, he became sin for us. What does that mean? That God, 
He placed upon him the sins of the world. He who knew no sin, never sinned. But he became sin. All the sins of the world were placed upon him. And he suffered the consequence of sin. And what is that? It is death. So he died. And this is to show us when this garment and garments have to do with works, deeds, behaviors, scarlet sin. So all the sins of the world were placed upon him. They placed upon him this scarlet, scarlet robe. Look now to verse 29. And they twisted a crown from thorns, and they set it upon his head, and a reed upon his right hand. And what did they do? Well, the scripture says, and here's part of this ridiculing, this mocking, this shaming, this total rejection of the Son of God. It says that they would, would bow the knee before him. And then what did they do? Well, we find here that they mocked him, saying, Hail, and this term hail is a term of praise. It's a term of, of lauding praise upon someone, placing honor to someone. But they weren't serious. They did it, as the scripture says, in a mocking, in a ridiculing way, in order to shame him publicly, to not see him with any significance whatsoever. So let me ask you this question. Do you see him as significant in your life? And not just with some significance, but with absolute significance. That he is your Lord and your God. He, if you've accepted what he did when he died upon that cross, when he suffered and shed his blood, do you see that? Have you accepted that as the, the sin, the payment for sin? as the, the means of your forgiveness, as God's grace being poured out in your behalf, I promise you this, that if you scoff at that, if you ridicule that, if you mock that, if you ignore it, if you do not see the significance of it, you will for eternity regret it. And there's nothing in between meaning this. You are either going to be, as we've said so much, in the kingdom of God, having been forgiven by the grace of God because of just what we're talking about now at this time, what he did for you when he died upon that cross, when he shed his blood as eternal redemption blood in the scripture is for the remission of sin, the removal of that. If you don't accept it, you won't have that forgiveness. You won't be in a covenant relationship with God and you will be rejected eternally by God again. There is nothing more serious than this. So we read here in the scripture that they were mocking him by bowing their knee before him and saying, praise the king of the Jews. Well, he is the king of the Jews, meaning he is Messiah. And one ought to be praising him, but they were not serious. Look now to verse 30. What else did they do? They were spitting upon him. And they took the reed and they were beating him on his head. And when they finished mocking him, what did they do? It says they, they, they removed from him 
this, this robe, this garment. And they dressed him, and the implication is they dressed him once again with his own garments. And they led him away to be crucified. Now, did they have to do these things mocking him, spitting upon him, taking that reed and beating him over the head? They did not. And remember, he had just been flogged. What is that? That is taking a type of, of whip that has many, many different cords. And in those cords of leather, they have bone and glass and, and metal and such in these, these strips of leather. And therefore, when they would beat one's back, those things would, would enter into the skin. And as those leather straps moved across the body, it would open up the flesh. And they did that. One beating after another beating after another beating to the point that we see in another gospel that, that he was not even recognizable. Remember what, what Pontius Pilate said when he came out in this judgment hall. When he said, behold the man. Why did he say that? Because his face from being beaten, not by flogging, but perhaps what we saw from the Sanhedrin when their soldiers were, were beating him upon the face. But he was in so much pain. He had suffered such a beating that the, the image of his face was different. He was unrecognizable because of the intense pain and punishment that he went through. And why did he go through such punishment? For you and for me. In order to obtain for us redemption. In order that his blood that was spilled would be for our redemption. That we could find that forgiveness, that remission, that removal of sin. And enter into an eternal relationship. A covenantal relationship with God. This is what he went through. But now after such pain and suffering, going through a horrid beating, barbaric. What happened? They led him out to be crucified. Look now to verse 32. And departing, they found a man. Now, this was a man, and it says here, Kuranios, which is a city in Libya. So there was this man, we're going to be told in a moment that his name is Shimon. What does that mean? Names are important in the scripture. And the name Shimon means hear. And not just to hear something, but hear for the purpose of responding. Meaning this, here is information that you need to perceive, understand, deal with, process, and then respond to it. So this man, not just by chance, his name is Shimon. It's for you. It to tell the reader that you need to hear, process, and respond to it. So they found a man from, from Libya, this city, named Shimon. And they compelled him in order that he would lift up. Now, most Bibles will say carry, and that's fine. But literally, the word lift up. Here's what you need to see. Yeshua was so weak from that beating, that he was not able to bear this, this wooden piece that would be used to crucify him. 
to carry him, that is, he would carry it to the place where they were going to crucify him and nail his hands and nail his anchors to ankles to the wood in order that they would crucify him. He couldn't do it. So they compelled this man, Shimon, in order that he should lift up his cross. Verse 33. And having come to the place called Golgotha. Now, Golgotha is, is similar to a Hebrew word that means skull. And we see that. It's called Golgotha, which is called, and now it's called in the, the Greek language by the word, which means skull, because that's what Gogolit in Hebrew, Golgotha in Aramaic means, the place of the skull. Now, this also has significance, and there's two reasons, perhaps, why it's called by this name. If you've been there, you can see that the, the place, and the Romans would always crucify in a public location. This is at an intersection, even today, roads in the ancient times were would put there because of a reason. It made sense. People would travel there. And therefore, where roads come together was a most public place. And the Romans would want to crucify in a very visible way to, as I said earlier, to deter, discourage people from crossing them. If you disobey, this is what's going to happen to you. And so some would say the mountain there looks as a skull. And that's true. Been there many times, seen that. You can go there. They have a picture from how it looked in the 19th century, where it resembled more the appearance of a skull. So that could be one reason why it's called Golgotha. Another reason is because many people were crucified there. It was a place of death and perhaps there was numerous skulls scattered about bones from those who had died. And this was for the purpose of shaming. So again, some of the good theologians, they point out, that they took him to a place that was not just public, but was a place where individuals, obviously Jewish people, who were crucified there and they would not have a proper burial and their remains was just there. That is a shameful, contemptible way. And this is what the Romans wanted to confer. You won't have a proper burial. You will be shamed. They want to shame people. So Yeshua was brought to this place, the place of the skull, verse 34. Now, because they were going to crucify him, and remember what I said, to nail his hands to that wood and to take a larger masmer, that is the Hebrew word for a large nail, and drive it through his ankles in a very, very painful location. I mean, any place that you would put a nail through the body would be painful. But this location has many nerves, very sensitive. And the reason why they did that is this. When one was crucified, in order to breathe, they would have to push up with their feet from that, that wood. And that was very painful because of all the nerves that were there that that, that nail went through. And therefore, they specifically did that. And because of the pain, they would do something. The soldiers wanted not to wrestle with someone to get them nailed to the tree. So they had a, a methodology. 
they would give one a, a drink. And here it says, they gave to him wine to drink mixed with gall. And this gall was a type of, of sedative. It would make the person uh, moderately unconscious for a moment while they could drive those nails through, through the flesh. But notice what it says here. And when he had tasted, he did not, would not drink. And what's the message there? He was not going to lessen his pain. He submitted totally to this crucifixion. Why? Because he was sent into the world to die, to give his life as a ransom for sin in order to set us free, to pay our sin debt so that we could be forgiven. And therefore, he did not in any way lessen what he was going through. He would not drink. And after crucifying him, they divided his garments. Now, this says something about those soldiers, that they were so concerned with money that they were, were arguing, contending about his garments. Because usually, in order to once more shame someone, they would do so with that person being, being absolutely nude. And therefore, they wanted everything they could get and they divided his garments. And notice what it says. They also casted lot. Now, all of this was done historically, accurately. They did this. It's accurately recorded here. Why? Well, look at verse, verse 35. It was done. Why? They divided his garments. Literally, it says, my garments among themselves. And for my garments, they casted lot. Now, that is a quotation from the book of Psalms. If you read this, it says, in order that would be fulfilled the word by the prophet. What prophet? Well, Psalms contain prophecy in them. So is the writer of Psalm, what Psalm? We're talking about Psalm 22. If you read this, you find that Psalm 22 is one of the major messianic psalms that is they contain messianic prophecy and therefore this is another great example of how everything and i want to say that again how everything that he did everything about his life he came here for one purpose and that was to fulfill scripture and we see this in every detail look again we read they divided his, his garments. Why? In order to fulfill the word by the prophet. What was that word by the prophecy of Psalm 22 and verse 19 in the Hebrew text? If you're following English or some other language, it will be verse 18 where it says just that. That they divided his garments and for them they cast it lot. Why? They want everything from the world. Here's what I want to close with. You are either going to be one of two types of, of people. You are either going to want the things of this world. If so, you will be led and manipulated by the enemy to shame and judgment, eternal judgment. Or you are going to want the promises of God and therefore be faithful to the scripture. So how are you going to answer that question. 
Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. Shalom from Israel.